0: What's up, guys? We're back with the next podcast. If you haven't heard the previous one, check it out. Uh, Kevin and I uh, chatted about, um, you know, hey, should you use IPA or not? And we went through a very deep rabbit hole, so you should go back and, and listen to that podcast. On this new one, uh, of course, I have Kevin Brown on the phone um, right now, and we're talking about, uh, you know, sort of the top refining issues or the top – I shouldn't even say that now. Uh, the, the Basically, people call Kevin to troubleshoot and figure out what's going on with their – project, et cetera. And I, I like to understand and rehash that whole, uh, what's going on. Uh, cause I think we learn a lot of that. So one of the big things that, um, Kevin mentioned earlier, uh, was about power. So describe to me, Kevin, um, what people call you and give a general idea of, Hey, I want more power with my machine or help me out there. What are they asking you? And, and,
1: and, and, you know, what are you saying to them? Well, one of the things I do get asked recently is I hear that from my buddy or my friend that you're the guy to go to to modify my machine to give me more power. I need a or more torque. Yeah, right. <laughs> Supercharge so my machine. Again, they'll be very specific in their terminology, so I'll respond that way. I need more torque. And so I'll, I'll say, just give me a call. You know, Call me. What, what is it you're actually looking for? Well, my friend said, That uh, you can modify a machine to give it, uh, I don't know, more power. I'm going to say, okay, well, let's hold on for a second. What do you want that more, that quote, more power, unquote, for? What is the purpose? Well, I guess so I can cut faster. Okay. So if you diagnose that in a split second, I guess. That tells me he doesn't. He's not sure. He just wants the best, you know. Everybody wants to be on the cutting edge. Doesn't want to fall behind the next guy. So he guesses. He supposes that he wants improved cutting power. Which, at the end of all this, I think we all want great cutting power and great finishing ability. So those—that's a common question right now. So and let me ask you this no, question:
0: if, if if that guy's asking, is he asking about the power and the torque, or is he asking, hey, I want a better? I want my car to look better. Is that ultimately what he's asking?
1: Well, like, I think that... Um, you see what I'm saying? Because it, the,
0: I don't know if one is works with the other. Like, the, So I guess I, on another no, question is, is the power I- indicative of having a better looking car at the end? No, it's
1: not. No, it's not. It, it's indicative of, I think in this case, I have to further delve in and say, well, what is, tell me your machines tell me the problem that you have or somebody's telling you why you need to have a change. Right. And in the case of random orbitals, it's the same problem that people have had for a long time, which isn't necessarily a problem. It's just uh, a frustration or perceived as a problem, which is the backing plate stalls. Yeah, it's, bogging down. It, it's bogging down and stalling. And I don't see the play. I see it orbiting, but I don't see it Rotate. rotating. Yeah. And inevitably that's not an RPM problem. That's a pad Versus backing plate uh, problem or a pad design that causes that. All so, right. so
0: let, wait, 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 because now you're, this, okay. So it, sorry, this is blowing my mind a little bit here. So when somebody's, when my pad, I'm not going to say somebody, I'm going to say my pad. When I'm going over a concave, convex, whatever, surface, and the pad stalls. You're saying, I'm saying this for me, not for people listening, because I'm trying to say this slow so I can understand. As the pad stalls, it's not an RPM issue it's a pad and backing plate issue. Is that correct?
1: It is. Now, there is, Hmm. as far as I can deduce, only two ways to increase backing plate rotation on a random orbital. In other words, if I have machine A and machine B, they're identical, and I want machine B to deliver more backing plate rotation, there's only two things that can occur or that I can affect to make that happen. The first one is... I can increase motor RPM. So there you go. So that's maybe why, you know, guys, I need more RPM. Well, in fact, if you deliver more RPM and everything else stays the same, then you should see or you will see more random backing plate rotation. It will increase. Sure. The second thing you can do is find a superior bearing system that the backing plate and backing plate mounting spindle is mounted into. So a more precise, a better bearing. I don't mean looser or tighter for lack of a better term. I used to use that quite a bit. I didn't mean I want the ball bearings bouncing around in there uh, or I want them so tight that it won't spin. I just need a more precise precision bearing. So that's the two ways to affect backing plate rotation in terms of Changing the machine. But in general, you might be totally happy with your machine uh, on hoods or roofs or trunks. But for some reason, guys will say, well, it works great on the hood, but on the door, I'm having a stalling problem that's not the fault of the door if i turn that car on its side now you might have a problem with the hood and not not the fender right? right so or the door so it's really that's a that's an angle of attack you're holding the machine in a different manner not realizing that you know holding the machine up and down versus left to right might change that problem or kneeling on one knee right right uh, you're might, putting
0: more pressure on like the front of it let's say that it's it's not it's not uh, horizontal with the surface it's more tilted up exactly uh, exactly the,
1: the pad's digging in more as it swings around it, it really bogs that things that is so down.
0: awesome i've never thought of that before if you well, think about that if you're on a vert if you're on a horizontal surface you're more likely ergonomically speaking to have the pad horizontal so you have horizontal versus horizontal thus it's going to rotate if you go on a vertical door just by we're humans, you know, with knees and joints and things, you're going to have a tendency, I think, to put more pressure on the top part of the pad, no, than the bottom?
1: Yes, yes, that's right. I mean, yes. if we all use palm sanders, let's say we all use little electric palm sanders that you can buy at your local hardware store, and you do, it only had space for your palm, you probably wouldn't have as much of a problem. You, you, But you'd still have some, because where you're standing up over your hood, and you can you know you've got your hand out and arm a certain way when you come down to a door because of the way your body is designed unless you bent your arm all the way back right towards your face right you you, you there's no way you're going to automatically keep that same type of uh, force on top of the head of the machine that so that's is- <laughs> no, so that you is so to, fascinating to such. Yeah, a you'd key. want to turn it. You want to kneel down and turn your arm, move your, you know, you move your elbow up and bring your wrist down and be more. You, your arm would be more horizontal versus vertical, right? So, those are the kind of things you can change. Uh, to solve the problem with pad stall, you don't have to make a better machine or a more powerful machine. That's already been vetted by the manufacturer. And 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 typically, if you're on speed six on a machine that delivers 5,300 RPM or, or oscillations, same thing, and you get great plate rotation on a hood, then you should still be able to get great road, uh, plate rotation on a door or at least make an adjustment to continue that. You don't need more RPM, you need to make an adjustment.
0: There is no way anyone has ever talked about that. I'm not kidding, oh, like, um... I, we can hang up the phone now or whatever. That was crazy. I've never really? I've never thought about that until you just said it and I said, "Oh crap, that 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 totally is logical cuz every time I talk to somebody. I don't talk to as many people as you do in terms of like, uh, you know, oh my god, I'm dying! Throw me a life preserver, kind of thing. People call you for that because that's why you are who you are. But I do talk to some people like, hey, and they seem to have pad stall on the door, and I never seem to hear anything about anything horizontal. That is
1: yeah, because, yeah. I mean, I mean, you're you're leveraging, you're pressurizing one point of the pad or the other more than than you would if you were standing up or reaching on the roof, and so it's just a. It's a total, it's, so it's, it's just a body, body position is. issue, yeah.
0: not a machine issue.
1: Right. So, you know, and, and those machines oh, were designed mind. for leveraging, you know, the machines were designed for leveraging. The, the rotaries used to have a side handle because you had an eight inch or nine inch pad and it was spinning at 2200 or 3000 RPM. If you didn't have a handle on it and that thing got some traction, that machine was spinning out of your hand and bouncing across the hood of a car. So you needed to have the, the handles and long handles for leveraging well if you if you take the look the design of let's say the typical random orbital that 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 we were all used to in the nineties the you know I'll just use the brand Porter cable because they're they were the ones that really started all the random orbital fits in your hand type of a company. They're the ones that started that uh, most of the copycats or the people that then got into the business of making random orbitals. they used a fairly short handle. Uh, or, or you know length of the machine, they, they they would have a screw inside handle, which most guys wouldn't need or use, because you didn't need the leverage to keep that machine in total control. Uh, that you start going to the larger stroke machines, and you see, hey, these look more like a rotary. Right. Well, there might be some reason for that. It's it maybe a little more hard to control a machine that's got a six inch backing plate and. 15 or 21 millimeters of throw versus the, the five or eight that you were used to. So you need some leveraging. So let's make the handle longer so that when you grip it, you've got better control and more leverage, uh, you know, more force le- by leverage, right? So it's just interesting. But when you when you increase the length of a machine and you tilt it five degrees at the back end, it really affects the head of the machine, especially if it's a large stroke machine. So you could see where that could really dig in. And if you're not being aware of I'm adding five or 10 degrees to the the handle angle versus the the panel. It's really going to dig in and and cause stall. So
0: I have to write this down in the machine length. So if you have a longer machine and then you tilt it, it's going to have a a higher, it's going to have more of an effect, right? If you, a well
1: especially easy. random orbital because as it orbits and and the pad spins around and starts to dig into the panel if you've got a large stroke really going to dig in i mean there, there's some serious cutting force and, and friction creating ability when that pad swings around and digs into that panel so it seems to be logical that larger stroke uh would give you more of a problem of stalling uh, it, it wouldn't it doesn't mechanically it doesn't logically it just does literally because it's it's not because the large stroke's not good at creating random plate rotation it's actually better but it's that digging in right now if you take a, yeah if you take a pad design that further allows the pad to co- contour or conform to a panel or a hood bolt or a fender flare such as a tapered or flared design which is very commonly used nowadays, the tapered or flared design where the bat, let's say the Velcro is five inch, but the face of the pad is six inch, you know, so thus there's a, there's Tape. a flare to the pad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're getting a much bigger footprint on your hood, bulge, your fender flare, your convex door, so that when that does swing around and dig in, it really gets a big print of foam or microfiber and and therefore a grip or, or friction, right? on that surface. So it causes stall. So if you doubt it, then you can even test this yourself and you can either switch to a pad. That's not tapered or let's say cut the, you know, well, I'm not saying to cut the taper off. I know a guy that does that just to prove things up me. And, and you'll see the plate rotation immediately restored. So that's why I say, if you think you need more RPM, maybe we need to look at some other aspect before you.
0: Exactly. So that's, I was going to say, Oh, man, I'm, I'm processing this as we're talking, you know, as we're doing this. So if somebody says they need more power and they're using a, a dual action large orbit machine, it it's possibly the uh, angle at which they attack it. So if it's not horizontal, horizontal, meaning it's horizontal with a, what do you want to call that? A 10%, 20% angle.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. So yeah. I'm thinking to myself, hey, if, they, if you make these machines that have these cool little clutches in them that prevent you from causing damage, right? That was all the rage, the portable cable blah, blah, blah. And now we have these longer throws, and you made the example that the larger throw, you know, causes more friction, especially with the flared um, pads. So when people call you, it's typic- is what you're saying. They're typically not asking for more power. They're really saying, hey, I need more power because my technique isn't right.
1: Yeah, they're saying I need a resolution to a problem I'm having, which in my case is pad stall.
0: Right. So, like, it's almost like race car guy. So I'm making an analogy of like, hey, um, I can't keep up with these faster cars because I don't have enough power. And it's like, well, no, you're just not driving right because a guy can get in the car and totally smoke me in a car that has less horsepower. Is that a fair
1: analogy? That's 100% fair. And you know, if a guy is up against the wall of RPM anyway. With what we have today, I have to say, you know, hey, let's tell me what you're doing. Tell me your procedure. Let me, if you're open to some ideas, let's see if we can drop speed, increase uh, speed of cut, and comfort, and your pads won't be melting internally. Because I mean, there's so much RPM available now. There, it's not common, but it's it does happen where the foam. just dissolve inside of a pad it looks like if you took a twinkie and like hey man somebody sucked all the cream out of this twinkie where is it it's gone there's a hole there and uh it's actually the pad has dissolved itself because there's so much bending and flexing and twisting of the foam inside the pad that it creates a tunnel through it because the foam is dissolved from so much internal friction well that's a clear indicator to me of two things one you got a lot of RPM there, guy. And two, you need to add a little pressure and drop that RPM because your pad's not loaded, and, and it's just, the foam's doing this crazy dance where it's just it's just rubbing the walls of the pad are just grinding each other apart. And, and, and this happens. There's that much potential for uh, cut or force or damaging of a pad that's normally pretty durable. If that's happening to you or or someone you know, then we need to adjust the procedure, not get a better pad that, or get more RPM. That, or-
0: you took the words right. I'm saying to myself, there's got to be a bigger issue here with detailing. I mean, I know we've talked about it, but for some reason, it's like punching me in the face right now. The issue isn't that we need, I don't think, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong here, more products, more power. I mean, we always need to evolve and you know keep pushing the envelope. I get that. But it seems like there's this thing where it's like hey, it couldn't possibly be me. <laughs> I just need more power. No, 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 no. Yeah. I need. I need yeah. a, well, this, this product isn't you know, working. I need a better product. And,
1: and to be to be fair to the average guy, uh, they're not they're not analyzing this like I am. I mean, I'm again, we've talked about this previously that mm. I'm taking things to the the highest degree. So if I get a call and say I've, I'm having problem with stalling, I, I've already analyzed. Well, what what causes stall? I'm way in the stratosphere in terms of man. You're overthinking this, Kevin. Like, yeah, that's that's right. I did, so I can get to the crux of the problem a lot quicker. But um, yeah, the average guy, I don't expect him to think of these things. I don't expect him to know. Right. Well, large stroke would automatically deliver more RPM, or or or, or it, it'll generate more random plate rotation than a short stroke. So that therefore, if you want to create an equal amount, you need more RPM. I don't expect them to know this. I know, but if
0: we're at the fringe or, or you're at the fringe of understanding this and then understanding, I think, the psychological thing that goes into normal people who do detailing or buy shoes or drive a car or do a bike. I mean, there's a psychological aspect, and I think if people who are on the fringes typically are the ones that can make that correlation between like, hey, what's really going on here? Okay, like we just discussed, what's really going on? To me, let's like the whole sum summation of this conversation, is if you don't have if you're not perpendicular, is it perpendicular? If you're not perpendicular, is it perpendicular? If you're not in the same plane, if you're not horizontal and horizontal, what is that? What am I? Yeah, is that perpendicular? Am I losing my mind?
1: Parallel or parallel?
0: Sorry, thank you. Thank not perpendicular. Parallel. If you're not parallel perfectly with the, the surface that you're working, you're gonna have pad stall, and that is the majority of the issue. Now you can get around it with all these other things, but that's the issue. Like, it's sort of like, hey, I get angry with lots of people. It's because the people get under my skin, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, no, it's because, you know, there's some sort of psycholo- you know, you have some internal things that you need to work. You see what I'm saying? And it's like the focus should be on. So I guess my point is you're on the fringe and you're understanding what's really going on. And then maybe if we take a little bit of psychological, whatever, that what, what people are actually doing, I think there's a cool way to meld them, which is kind of what was probably happening with the Porter Cable back in the day meaning like, oh, people want to do stuff on their car, but they don't understand how to use the rotary or they're too scared, let's make the porter cable and kind of bridge that gap. So we're so far at the fringes, maybe I'm just in outer space right now thinking, but I love having these conversations. Maybe they don't. Maybe it goes somewhere, maybe it doesn't, but I think the way that you approach it and go down the rat hole, somebody's got to do that. And then if we can think about what the average person is doing and then sort of make that gap smaller, then I think you're successful at it. So I don't- yeah.
1: And, and, and to be fair, there is alternatives. alternatives. In other words, hey, Kevin, I have a problem with my 21 stalling, but my my 8mm throw machine doesn't have this problem. So I just stop and I pick up the 8mm. Well, that's a viable option. Like, okay, good. You can do that, or it doesn't happen with the smaller pads. You know, the bigger pad, if it stalls, I stop, I get a smaller pad. Well, that fits in there better, and it, it doesn't have the same problem of st- stalling so much if you've got the wrong angle of approach right it's less grip less stuff yeah so certainly if a guy says well i use a i use a i use a 12 millimeters throw for the tight areas i use a 21 for the big okay that's sensible that's that's one way around the problem sure um but i'm i'm looking more like well what what causes the problem in the first place and so both of those options are completely acceptable to me uh, I'm not the guy to try to sell someone five machines. I'm try. I'm the guy to try to sell them as as few as I can, so that they get the job done uh, inexpensively and satisfactorily. Right. So.
0: Yeah, I'm a huge, huge proponent and fan, just in life and in detailing, of having trying to minimize the amount of stuff and just working with the stuff that you have. Like particularly yeah. in detailing. I mean. Obviously, I'm well, a manufacturer and I sell products, so yeah, great. But I just, for some reason, I, I you know, I'm I'm okay with 100, 105, 205. I, I feel like I can just. I don't know. I feel like I don't know what else I could possibly need. You know, at least well, for my that, particular and business. That, and
1: that that's that's a good conversation for another podcast. But uh, the point being, there's lots of different techniques, even with the most basic machine uh, action it's actually the most basic machine action, but the most difficult machine to master, the rotary. Okay. You know, where I would use the machine and I'd move it along at 1200 RPM, one inch per second, and then stop and clean my pad and do that again and stop and clean and do one pass again. Another guy may simply move his arm speed four times the the speed that I do. Both of those can deliver a, a stellar result. There's reasons why moving rapidly uh, has benefits versus moving slowly has benefits. And if you understand the reasons, then you could say, well, huh, I only brought my eight millimeter throw random orbital today, and I'm having a problem with the pad loading up. So I think what I'll do now is instead of using a lot of compound, I'll use a lot less, use it for less time and triple my arm speed. And that will help the pad stay unloaded and keep it clean and keep things moving around. You can mimic what a random orbital does automatically solving this problem with the short stroke, increase RPM, decrease, add liquid, take it away, add pressure, take it away. You can mimic what a machine does automatically. One machine will solve the problem for you. So that's why you could say, well, Hey, you know what? When I get in that situation, I just put down the large stroke. I pick up the short stroke because it does a better job for me in that situation. Well, they didn't diagnose why, and they don't need to. They know they have the machine, and for them it solves the problem. I'm saying we can deduce what solves the problem and then replicate that with another machine we might have. So there's some value in both, having a variety of machines, but also there's a a value in understanding why that machine – does a certain task a certain way. And this one does it another way. I,
0: I can't agree with you more. I, I think understanding all the, the nuances behind it, especially for, a pro, you know, a professional detailer, I think, uh, you know, adds value to them when they get into a, a position or a condition or, are they're, they're, they're stuck, you know, they, they well, it, they,
1: they, it's, what's interesting is if a guy calls me and he's an enthusiast and he's just got one machine and he's having problem with his paint hazing up, he can't clean it up. I can make an adjustment over the phone to his procedure and solve the problem. That tells you right there that I can make – if I can deduce an adjustment from a guy a 1,000 miles away, I can't even see the work being done, uh, and I can solve his problem. It, it's clear as day to me that procedure mm. is, is key to solving the problem, not changing the products. I can I can take a guy that's doing this for two or three days with X, you know, certain liquids where initially I, yeah, I tried that liquid. It didn't work good. Well, guess what we ended up using that worked perfect.
0: Liquid. That
1: liquid that you used three days ago, that didn't work good. We just, we adjusted quantity or the time being used or the, the area, the cer the size of the area they were working for that given amount of time or product. And boom, that product's not bad. It's actually world class, but at the time it didn't do the job. So there's just another example of, learning procedures is so important to, to get you to the end result quicker and with less frustration
0: wow all right well we're at our time that <laughs> that was way more than i thought that was that was incredible i don't
1: uh, even know where we started i don't know, I know where we started either <laughs> i
0: think people appreciate that I'm, I'm 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 not apologizing anymore we're just letting it go where it goes but holy cow Th- the whole horizontal, what did I say, parallel, parallel thing?
1: I don't know. I think you started out saying I want more power. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. I just want more power. I want more power in my car. But don't worry about the brakes. I guess I'll figure out how to stop later. I don't know. <laughs> no, know? Can... So anyways, I, like... think, I think that's bending. Lungs, at least for me, the purpose of these is I love uh, expanding my brain a little bit, uh, Gives me something to listen to while I'm detailing and, and, and thinking about the cool stuff you're doing. As always, thank you for coming on. Uh, We're at our time. I'm trying to keep them short, as I uh, I said in the last couple of podcasts. Uh, Of course, visit uh, www.buffdaddy.com for tools. And I think you have some tutorials and and things that they can print out or whatever on your website as as well. Sure. Yeah.
1: There's all kinds of information packed away in there.
0: Uh, You guys know where I am. Ammonyc.com. As always, thanks for listening. Um, We're going to have some more cool stuff with Kevin. And a matter of fact, Kevin, I'm going to put you on the spot right now. Uh, we're gonna hopefully do a podcast with Chris Brown, uh, which I'm doing a podcast. So I'm gonna see, uh, are you available to hang out and um, chat because we can do a three way call with Chris Brown about lighting. Does that sound fun? Oh, to you?
1: great! It's a great topic. Yeah, he's really, really delved into that subject deep, and um, he's he's taken it upon himself to really understand that. So. I definitely have something to learn there.
0: Awesome! All right, so let's uh, let's hop off, and if you guys have time, uh, click on the next podcast if it is available, and uh, enjoy the next one. As always, thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you soon.